0: Welcome back, Guardians. This is episode 3 of the Destiny Lorecast, a brand new podcast focusing on the lore of Destiny. For the last two episodes, we've been going through the characters and the story of Destiny as you see it as a new Guardian. We've left off the last episode with the conclusion of the Crota's End Raid. This week, we jump right back in where we left off touching on the House of Wolves story, and closing with the final chapter in Year 2, The Taken King. With us today, we have Anon Pig. Anon, how was your week?
1: It was good. Got back into Destiny, trying to get a three thirty five before Rise of Iron drops. Nice. How's that going? I need a, I need a helmet. All right. It's bothering me. <laughs>
0: do do orcs? I'll get that helmet for you. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, we we also have Mythos, Mike. Mythos, how was your week?
2: I uh, can't complain. Got back into Destiny, like uh, like on, but. Uh, Tried doing PvP and might have thrown a couple of things across the room. In the meanwhile, but <laughs> hey, it's all a good sport. I
0: saw you had a, a pretty wet uh, Saturday morning or afternoon.
2: Oh yeah, it would have been <laughs> afternoon. The, the Ohio State versus Tulsa game was got uh, postponed uh, by an hour and a half during uh, halftime, and so we just sat up in the rain for an hour and a half doing a bunch <laughs> nice. of cheers so it was a lot of fun
0: awesome uh and then tonight we have the first time a very special guest uh we have uh purple chimera on twitter or forest from ishtar collective Forrest, how are you doing i'm
3: doing well how are you
0: doing well? i probably butchered your your twi- twitter handle Purp- but no.
3: purple chimera <laughs> that's how you say it yeah
0: chimera, perfect nice Nice. Well, we're very excited to have you here. Uh, So tell everyone uh, what you do with uh, the Ishtar.
3: Sure. Um, I work with Baxter on ishtar-collective.net, and I mostly work on writing summaries. My title is Lead Archivist, um, and I write all the summaries if you go to any of the categories on the website. Um, So...
1: um Uh, Just just as an example, I'm just going to open up a random one, uh, the Aries one, which reads, the first man mission to Mars planned after the Traveler arrived in the solar system the Traveler had previously blah, 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 blah.
0: That's that's your work right there. Yes. Awesome. Makes our work a million times easier. It very much does.
3: (laughs) Yeah. We are very grateful. I just go through the grimoire and kind of make it a cohesive story for people who are trying to get a sense of what a topic is or, or a particular character, as opposed to them having to spend all the time digging through the grimoire.
0: Nice. Yeah. I know there's a a lot of people who are very grateful to your work. And, uh, you know, I know we always push people to Ishtar. So thank you. You're welcome. You and Baxter, the whole team there. So,
1: um, I just want to ask, is there anything you can tell us about, uh, Ishtar, like, what's going on?
3: Uh, we are waiting for a rise of iron to drop. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's all. Okay. Pretty that's much.
3: Yeah, that's all that's that's happening right now. We, um, with the taken king, we got the um, access to the grimoire early because of the API. So, but we don't seem to have that this time.
1: Do you do you know how early you got it uh with the Taken King so I I can know when to hit F5 over and over and over <laughs> <laughs>
3: No I wasn't I wasn't part of the team yet um you'd have to ask Baxter, but um they yeah. he's got a little bot that posts up whenever um oh, there's yeah. a change to the API Yeah and, he's told
1: me about that bot he yeah. uh, programmed it for images
3: <laughs> Yeah, and and whenever it updates, we get all excited, and then he checks, and it's like nothing. <laughs> yeah,
0: no. yeah. I remember for the April update, you know, he posted it was, I want to say, a, right at, at release, or like maybe in a couple hours even before. It was like, it was before. it okay. was like he was just like, oh my gosh, the API, API just blew up.
3: Yeah, yeah it <laughs> so, was it was pretty so that's close. So exciting. But yeah.
1: And uh, with uh, Crimson Days, I remember I got. He showed it to everyone uh, before it was like two hours before the update went live. And I started talking to some of my friends, and I like just copy pasted the Crimson Days Grimoire card. And they're like, "Why are you making up <laughs> stories again?" And I'm like, "I'm not." And they're like, "What is this?" And then they they freaked out like when they're like, "How did you get that early?" And I was like, "I just know people. I like, don't gotta ask.
0: Yeah, got connections." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh but before we get started with the the main topic, I just want to say uh a thanks to the, the Destiny community um, for all the support we've had so far. Uh we've released you know, two episodes and we're nearing about six hundred total listens, uh which is amazing. And uh we've had some really good feedback. Um we we I know I'm stoked, I'm excited about how things have gone so far. I know we're I wasn't really sure, you know how the community would react to another lore podcast and so this is pretty fun um i know we're kind of still getting into our our groove and kind of meshing but i know we're excited about the future and what's going to come next um mm. and i just want to give a couple shout outs real quick uh one to my destiny family uh, uprising family gaming um if it wasn't for these guys i probably would have wouldn't have stuck with destiny as long as i had but they kind of they gave me the the friendships and the camaraderies to to keep on going and uh, and then I also want to shout out to the House of Burn Clan and CDL Magic uh, for their support. Uh, they've been big fans and supporters for a while, so thanks, you guys. Uh, and with that, we have the House of Wolves missions. Um, this mission, or this uh, expansion, gave us a couple new characters uh, in the Reef. Um, so the Reef was opened up to us as Guardians, so go and as a social space and uh the first character that we were introduced to was petra vinge um forrest what do you what do we know about petra
3: um well she is an awoken who serves the queen's emissary um and i will say actually we knew about petra before house of wolves that's true Mm -hmm. she was way way at the beginning if you played when it first dropped but Anyway,
0: <laughs> yeah, she was in the tower for that for like really fun week, but just never came back. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> do we uh, do we actually know why she was in the tower then?
0: So <coughs> this for the uh, the Queen's Wrath, wasn't it? Yeah oh.
3: there there was going to be a, a an event that cycled much like Iron Banner um, for the Queen um, Queen's Wrath. Queen no, not Queen's Wrath. Queen's it was was, it yeah, Queen's, it was Wrath? Queen's Wrath. Okay, mm-hmm. um, it's been a while. <laughs> um, <laughs> And, um, but she was, lore-wise, she was there um, as the Queen's emissary, which I guess Mm -hmm. I'll just go through her little story and you'll know why she was there. (laughs) Um, So since the Queen's disappearance, um, she's been serving as acting regent commander. Um, The Queen, well, the Queen didn't disappear in House of Wolves. That's not.
1: That's not timeline accurate. <laughs> yeah, it's not timeline accurate, but... <laughs> it's, it's, it's Petra Venge at the current point, but... Um, yes. Yeah,
3: but in House of Wolves, the queen is still there. Okay. <laughs> yes.
0: <yeah. laughs> That's my fault. All
3: right. Um, Petra served the queen during the Reef Wars, and um, during the Rays of Amethyst, Dravis the Wolf Baroness killed Petra's sisters, and the queen... Likely recognized a need for focus and direction, promoted Petra to Corsair and had her strike back at the wolves. She s- served under paladin Abra Zyre during the Hildian campaign and led an attack on the s- Silent Fang during the Cybel uprising that resulted in nearly all of them being wiped out. In the aftermath of the war, Petra captured Velonikus—I'm not very good at fallen names—the Ravenous— <laughs> Who had attempted to rally the remaining wolves as their new kel. She fell from the queen's grace after calling in an airstrike on a group of wolves that ended up killing three teams of guardians. The city and the speaker were furious, and Petra was pulled from field duty and sent to the tower as the queen's emissary. When rumors of Skolas's reappearance reached the reef, the queen called Petra into the field serv- into field service to hunt him. Hmm.
0: Right. Um. Yeah. So she's kind of our, our go to in the House of Wolves. Um. Her and the next character that uh, barracks. Um. You know, we kind of would go to them for our next quests, next missions. Um. She's always been one of my favorites. Um, barracks. Anything one of my else favorites. about Barracks? <laughs> yeah, Barracks is, is he's a good one. I don't trust him completely, but he's cool. No, <laughs> don't. Go go for it. Go for it. Uh, we'll get, uh, so we'll, uh, no, we'll get this we'll get
1: into that <laughs> in another time. I'll just tell you about Varix, what we have right here. Mm-hmm. Uh Variks is the first friendly fallen that we've met. A fallen house of um, a fallen house of judgment. He works for the Queen of the Reef. Before and during the Reef Wars, Varix was the house judgment scribe to House Wolves. Skolas, their last Kel, was vicious even for a Kel and used his hit and run tactics. Against civilians, Petravenge believes this is what caused Varix to betray Skolas to the Queen. Varix contacted the Queen after Fortuna Plummet and told her of Skolas's plan to attack military fortress of the military fortress of Cybele. This led directly to Skolas's capture at the end of the Reforms. Uh, Varix declared Mara solve the new Kel of Wolves and advised the fallen captured at Cybele to serve her. As a reward for his loyalty, the queen gave Variks the key to the prison of elders which he runs as a battle arena for guardians. And um he holds all the uh the bad guys in there, sends us in there to go kill
4: them essentially. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so the uh, first mission we get is the uh, Akel Rising. Mm-hmm. Uh and so the first mission where you know Petra Vinge comes on the comms and she informs us that the wolves who are controlled by Skol- uh, Skolas, is um, the last of their Kells, and that he is trying to take over the ho- another house, uh, the House of Winter. Um, and so she tells us that the House of Winter and Devils and Kings hate Skolas because they think that he betrayed them at the Twilight Gap, while in reality he was busy fighting in the Reef Wars against the Queen and her Awoken. Uh, so we proceed through the Ishtar Sink region, uh, We eventually confronting Skolas. Where he proclaims in the Elixni language that he is Kel of Kells, um, this is goes back to a, an ancient prophecy of the Elixni, And that's when uh, our characters are introduced to Varix over the comms, and he explains to us, you know, about that a little bit about that old uh, of that prophecy of being Kel of Kells. Um, Skolos escapes uh, in that, that battle fight, but not before gaining the House of Winter as an ally. Uh, so, Petra calls us back to the reef uh, and we're to be prepped for the next mission. And so, that's, that's kind of a big step there, um, just getting it basically taking control of another house. So now he's he ha- he's already united the wolves and House of Winter together. We, we killed the Winter Co, uh, in the vanilla story, correct? Draxus, yeah. Draxus. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, uh, Mike, do you want to take on the, uh, the silent thing?
2: Sure. Um, If I can scroll down to it. So the Silent Fang... um, Excuse me, I need to find the actual card there. There it is. Um, So the Silent Fang is... the next mission in the, uh, the storyline, um, it introduces us to the silent thing or a group of assassins, lo- loyal to Skolos. uh, majority of their order, like we said earlier, were destroyed during the reef wars. Uh, but a few of them managed to survive under Travis, um, after she escaped from the prison of elders. Um, so the assassins were attempting or the, uh, Silent Fang were attempting to kill the commanders of, of, the house of devils and take it over, uh, take over their remaining forces for, um, for Skolas. Um We also learned a little bit more Petra's backstory during this mission. She speculates about the Fang being responsible for breaking Loss free from the Nine, though we already know who's really responsible. Um, we also, we work our way back to where Guardian was first uh, resurrected by our ghost, fight through and destroy the Silent Fang, and we uh, save the House of Devils, if you want to call it that, uh, from Skolas' control and eliminate them as an ally for his um, battle
4: hmm so um their grimoire on that
0: <laughs> yep <laughs> i can i can read that too if you want me to um, this,
1: we skipped it on the last one i don't want to forget it on this one <laughs> <laughs> I hear yeah
2: you. i missed the first one <laughs> um just we'll give a little more information to the silent fang from their grimoire card um again they're commanded by the fearsome drevis the wolf baroness who if you remember you were able to fight during the um uh, Queen's Wrath event that was released right before uh, the release of House of Wolves. They're a unit of elite stealth warriors and assassins. Uh, they were instrumental in Skull Loss's rise to Kelship amongst the wolves, uh, and then they're especially responsible for menacing the king during the Reef War. It was Drevis and the Silent Fang who raised Amethyst and then tricked the Queen's armada at the Battle of Iris. And uh, though the Silent Fangs suffered a serious blow when Drevis was finally thrown in the prison of Elders after the Siege of Palace, they continued to threat, threaten, the Queen's forces until the war's end. Nice. They're very annoying with all of their cloaking tech. I remember from that, from mm-hmm. those missions, but eventually put them into the ground.
1: Yeah, I don't think I've I've ever seen a uh, cloaked captain until after them. Yeah, those and those were the worst.
2: Those four swords, goodness Yeah (laughs) It was awful Mm Mm-hmm Hated that mission at first I think I died at least twice trying to just kill, like, some of the, uh, reaver captains The yellow bar captains Pain in the butt
0: Yeah, yeah, cloaked vandals were bad enough Yeah But, uh, cloaked captains are a whole other animal They just got
1: right (laughs) up on you (laughs) Uh,
0: You know, why don't you take, uh, the rolling house
1: Rolling house, okay um, in the Rolling House, Skolas aims to bring the kings under his banner. When we touch down, we have interference by Skolas blocking out Petra from our comms. Variks knows more, though, so he comes on and guides us to kill the two servitors which are blocking our feed. Variks talks about his past, which we'll touch on more in another show. And um, <clears throat> The kings are hidden in a com- an old command center in the rocket yard. The kings, devils, and winter all attack the city in, fi- in Twilight Gap. If not for Marisol, the, wo- the wolves would have been there, too. We're told that the wolves came in to attack the kings but, and force them under the wolf banner, but throughout the mission, we see the kings and wolf banners hung up as if in, in a, a peaceful meeting. When we come to the end, we see two king barons and one wolf baron. They're not fighting, they're looking at a holographic image of the traveler. This was the last attempt Skolas had to pull the houses under his banner and make him the true, a true kill of kills, but perhaps there is another way to increase his ranks. The Ruling House Grimoire Verrick stares up through the shielding surrounding the Vestian outpost, the thin filament of energy almost imperceptible, keeping in the heat and atmosphere within the confines of the hollowed-out catch hole, his mandibles idly opened and closed as he contemplated the view. Varix to himself, goes after winter, devils, kings, seeks power, kings deny him, Kell of kings hides well. Perhaps he will take back the great machine. Perhaps I chose the wrong side. It's not too late. Petra over the comm. Varix. Crows are reporting Skolas is back in the Ishtar sink. They're all over the Vex networks, Varix. Yes. Right away. Uh this is this is um partly why everybody thinks Varix is a bad guy. Uh and I agree. That's very shady of him thinking <laughs> say, saying how he might have uh Chosen the wrong side there. He might have. He sh- he might have been better off um, picking the kings
4: <laughs> as mm-hmm. the house he should scribe to.
0: Yeah, I don't, I wouldn't even go as far to say that he's a bad guy. Yeah, I just if it came down to him saving me or saving the Keller Kings, I'm not sure he would choose me. Oh. <laughs> so. That's, that's kind of where my uh, my questions are. <laughs> I think after everything
1: we've done with Varix, he would save us. Yeah. Especially Hopefully. if he doesn't know the king. The Kellogg Kings, that is. Um, th- this is. This is really the only uh, substantial thing, in my opinion, that really says
3: mm-hmm. that
1: Varix is uh, a shady guy. I mean, that and his obsession with our, our ship. Uh, <laughs> all the time. Asking about our ship.
3: Well, I don't know that <laughs> it necessarily makes him shady. I mean, he had to pick a side. He yeah. switched sides in during the Reef Wars to come beyond the side of the Queen and expose mm-hmm. Skolas. So he's a traitor, mm-hmm. right? And now he's thinking, maybe I shouldn't have done that.
5: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: I don't know. I, that, yeah, that makes I guess sense. in the end... You know, I mean, technically, if, he was shady if the to queen begin with, him. <laughs> since he's <laughs> yeah. the one who betrayed his own people.
2: Once once a traitor, always a traitor. Well, yeah. I'm not sure calling him the Loyal is the best nickname.
1: But that's thing. <laughs> it. It's like, did he betray his own people, or did he do that for the best of his own people? It's like, if you're looking at a war, yeah. and you're looking at your own kind fighting your own kind, is it better to stop the war and side with the people fighting? Like, at what point is he actually saving his own people by mm-hmm. being the traitor, you know? So I, I just feel like ultimately he is a, he is a very good guy. Uh, yeah. ultimately he doesn't want the fighting to continue.
0: Yeah. And he didn't agree with, so that's not the tactics of Skolas doing, during the roof wars, you know, yeah. attack killing women and children. And, yeah. uh, and that was what put him over the edge. So, yeah, so I like, I like Variks. Yeah, he's
4: a, he's a cool guy. <laughs>
0: um, the next, the next mission is the the Wolves Gambit. Uh, so this mission, uh, every wolf under Skolas is, is now on Venus, surrounding the Vex strongholds. Uh, so we can't let whatever he is planning happen. Skolas is determined now uh, that he is Kel of Kel's. All houses shall burn. All will bow before, before Wolf Banner. Uh, he sends his wolves into the Vault of Glass which we mentioned on our first episode, or second episode, Uh, and which is a very dangerous place for the followers of the Mad Skolast to be. Uh, Down in the Templar's well, the wolves are attempting to tap into the power of the oracles to gain access to the Vex network. Once the oracles are taken care of, we uh, clear the rest of the wolves and leave. Uh, And then the uh, rumor card for this mission says "Wolves Gambit, and it's a Conversation between Aldrin and the Queen. Uh, so Aldrin says that nearly the whole fleet, Your Grace, back in the Ishtar Sink. The, uh, the Queen says uh, he fails at his little prophecy, so he'll look to rule from fell Now that Draxus is gone, Aldrin, I thought the same thing, but my crows say he's not there. we found more of his guard leading parties into the vault of glass. Interesting, says the Queen. Uh, Tell Petra I have changed my mind. Skolos is to be brought in alive. So yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting because the you know, Skolos goes from this this target on his back, you know, bring him in, dead or alive, you know, probably preferably dead at this point, and then seeing this action from Skolos of trying to tap into the vault of glass, you know, perks you know, perks something in the queen and she decides to you know, to bring him in alive.
4: Hmm. Wow. Well,
1: uh, I think we see a little bit uh, more of maybe why in uh queen's ransom uh, for us. Why don't you read that one?
3: Sure. <clears throat> okay. Um, Marosov has decided that Skolas should be captured alive. We go after him to the, in the Citadel while the Awoken wait for us to capture him. Since Skolas failed in capturing the other houses to his cause, he needs a new approach. The Reef thinks it's weapons a Vex tech. We climb to the top of the Citadel Tower, Terminus, the path across to Skolas' catch sword. Um, oh, I'm sorry. That's <laughs> a
1: typo on my part. <laughs> Yeah, um, no sores just appears <laughs>
3: <laughs> We climb to the top of the of citadel tower terminus. The path across to Skulls' catch appears and disappears in front of us. The vex tech matches that to the vault which we jump ac- across and fades in and out in our time of our timeline. There is a large number of vex gates up here and an increasing number of wolf signatures. Skolas is using the Vex technology to pull pull more wolves through time, and he's nowhere to be seen. Two servitors stand at the far end, and Skolas appears. I stole the gift of freedom, secrets of time and space. House of wolves will stand forever, he says. We defeat Skolas and the Awoken take him. It's from this event that we learn what Skolas learned, either that he travels through time or from the past and that Oryx is coming. And I will point out um, that in the first mission, um, Kel-, Kel Rising, at the mm-hmm. end, when we clear, after we clear the layer, um Petra says, that's strange. For a moment, I detected Vex energy all around this site.
4: Mm. Very interesting. Oh, so do you think he was taking... The wolves from right then,
5: could be. Ooh, that is interesting. Could be. Oh my like
1: god! T-
0: full circle.
1: When <laughs> time travel gets like into it, like now, now I just don't know. Yeah. Was that was that Skolas the Skolas just before this mission? Like, was he just going there to try to stop us before we got up there, or? I don't know. <laughs> time travel's weird. <sighs> That's a
4: good question.
5: Yeah, that just made it.
1: That uh, just made it a lot more complex. Uh,
5: yeah, take this up here.
4: Yeah, that, so basically, what he was trying to do there
0: was to pretty much have a an infinite, an, uh, you know, an infinite army of of wolves, you know, constantly pulling from the past or pulling from different. Timelines, mm-hmm. you know the wolves. Um, Varric he mentions, I believe, in uh, in one of the, the either the cutscene that or, or in a rumor card that Scholus may not have understood the power of the vault completely. So whether what he was trying to do actually would have worked or not is kind of still to be seen. But mm-hmm. it's one of those those time travel questions. You know, until Bungie kind of gives us. More details on how time travel works in their universe. Yeah, it's hard for us to really know.
4: <laughs> it's too many.
1: There's just too many possibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, would you, Would you like to uh, read the uh, the Grimar card as well for uh, Queen's ransom forest? Sure.
3: A bellow erupts from the barred grate at her feet. Bony fingers claw at the bars. Their sharp points just inches from her toes. Prince Aldrin chuckles. At the edge of the room, the Tachyons circle, their implants glowing faintly blue in the shadows. He's been amusing since Petra brought bring him, Varric's injects, practically purring with glee. He say kell of kells over and over, and other such nonsense. Skolas bellows again. Varric strikes Skolas' grasping fingers with his staff. The queen's expression remains mild. She looks down her nose at the glowing eyes burning in the shadows beneath the grate. Skolas falls abruptly silent. Then a low soft growl, almost like a whine, echoes from the cell below. Varix's mechanical hands click as he snaps them together in surprise. What's he begins Aldrin? Varix interrupts with a burst of guttural clicks directed at the grate. <laughs>
4: I like Variks.
3: (laughs) The queen does not react. What did he say? He says... Varix hisses under his breath. He makes no sense, my queen. He speaks of light snuffer, dark binder. The queen aims her eyes at Skolas, her expression unchanged. I see. He will say no more. He does not need to. She turns toward the door. My queen. What of this one, says Aldrin? He awaits your sentence. Would you not sentence you would not sentence a rabid dog or a hive thrall or a bomb? The queen's justice is wasted on one such as it. She paused. Fericks. Yes, your grace. Scholos is yours. Let the children of light have their play with him. Ah, you are might and justice, my queen, my kel. The Tachyons gather at the door as the Queen approaches. Prince Aldrin holds it open with a small bow, and the Queen touches his shoulder as she passes. Send a crow to Mercury, and another to our new friend in the tower.
2: (laughs) Dun-dun-dun. Now,
1: now, who are those uh, two crows going to? Uh,
0: Do we know?
2: (laughs) Cyrus and Eris. (laughs) Sorry.
0: Are
1: are you okay?
2: (laughs) No, no, sorry. I've been sick for a little week.
0: So this okay. is this is one of those perfect bungee little tricks, you know. Things they don't say, you know, Send a Crow to Osiris and another to our new friend in the Tower, Eris. They actually did say new friend in the Tower. Well, yeah, they said, but they didn't say Eris. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then there's another Grimoire card which mentions, you know, it talks about Eris meeting the Queen. Well, with, it doesn't talk well, about again, Eris. It it's a hunter and a warlock. <laughs> yeah. A, a hunter would. It talks about who, people that mi- meet the profile, but it doesn't exactly. give names. So they, they never give names. You know, they never give exact. Well, actually, disc- or name.
1: You, I actually do know why that is. Um, um, you're ne- you're not supposed to name drop. It's very rude uh, to name drop. Deej told me that once. <laughs> Goodness <laughs> gracious.
0: <laughs> yes. But yeah. So it's it's widely assumed and believed that. But both the characters in this card and the other card in which just uh depicts the meeting between the queen and the two characters is the queen meeting with Osiris and Eris. But
1: I yeah. I would say it's more uh, agreed upon rather yeah. than assumed. Yeah,
0: that's good good correction. Hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, <yeah>, so that's <laughs> That's the end of the story. You know, this is <laughs> yeah. This is always an inter- a fun card for me to read the the Queen's Ransom because you know, she doesn't seem surprised. Yes. That that Skolos Mara talks doesn't seem surprised orcs.
3: about anything.
0: Exactly. And that's that's why I love it's, I love the Queen. The- uh, and that's why I think there's a lot more to the Queen that than we know and that we think. But you know, when Skolas mentions, you know Light Snuffer, you know, dark Binder. You know referring to Oryx, you know, she's not surprised. Yeah you know, she's just <laughs> like, "Oh, interesting.
1: So the question, the question that I get from this is then, is she not surprised because she had a meeting with someone, whoever it is, she had a meeting with someone who talked about Oryx, and she was thinking, okay, this is Oryx. I was, I was informed of this. Or is there another reason? Like, was she expecting Skolas? Is that why she wanted him alive? She wanted that. Because she said, I see, he will not say more, he does not need to, and she turns toward the door. Like, her whole purpose was to get this confession out of Skolas, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, otherwise, we, we could have just killed him. Because then she's not even good enough to be the one to give him a sentence. She just passes him off to Variks.
0: Yeah, And then basically, once she gets that yeah, that's you know. All when she, she gets that from him, she sends him to Varys to yeah be killed by us. So,
1: <laughs> in my opinion, this is this is saying the queen wanted the confirmation, wanted it from someone who knew um that uh, that Oryx was coming,
4: mm-hmm. which the fact that uh, she's so. Oh man, word. <laughs> uh,
1: like planning, she's planning so far ahead. In this moment, like mm-hmm. it, that's that's a scary thing to think about. Like we've made an, uh, I don't want to say an ally, yeah. but we've made an acquaintance in the queen, and she's planning this far ahead. She's got her fingers in so many things that she she knew Skolas had the answer. And she wanted him alive to hear the answer.
0: Mm hmm. That yeah, makes sense. But so. So, so tell us, uh, you know, Micah or, or Anon, either one of you, uh, tell me about the Prison of Elders. So that's where, when the Queen gives Skolas to Varix, Varix places him in the Prison of Elders. Um, and then, as far as guardians are concerned, what does that entail? And you don't have to read the entire description here if you don't want to.
2: Well, I'll go ahead and read the whole description because I want to. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> so it's um, it's kind of hard to find where to begin with this card. Um, it, it starts off by talking about um, the House of Judgment um, and basically their role in the Fallen. Uh, the Fallen or Elixinie old. Basically their duty to the Fallen kills their services mediators that kind of thing um and then it describes how he how his role as um being this uh, member of the house of judgment fit in well with uh, the queen's agenda um but getting getting down a little bit further um and the prison of elders is full of dangerous prizes. The awoken have captured ty- uh, titanically dangerous specimens from everywhere in the inner solar system. These monstrous champions want to smash guardian bone and guardian alloy, and given the chance, they'll kill guardians, rend their ghosts, and snuff them out forever. Walk into the arena with a fire team you trust, and beware. The agents of nine agents of the nine are active in the reef and their curiosity is as limitless as it is inscrutable risk death win glory and signs of her majesty's favor but always remember that you are being watched and tested so it's a very uh ominous very ominous card for the amount of fun that I've actually had in that arena with a couple of my <laughs> couple of yeah. my friends
0: good mm-hmm. and that's something that's always interested me about the uh, the president of elders uh, with you know, kind of being uh, overseen by Variks
4: and Mora. Uh, the the fact that it, it it almost
0: seems like they're using it to watch us. You know, it's it's like, oh yeah, come in here, help us kill these monstrosities, these champions of the universe. You know, kill them or get reward. But the whole time, it's I, I definitely feel like there's some sort of or ulterior. Designed to it well
1: i mean if it's mara Sov, there's there's definitely yeah, there's an ulterior <laughs> mm-hmm. probably one, uh, one yeah <laughs> there, there's an ulterior to her ulterior which also has mm. an ulterior motor. It, it gets <laughs> yeah. a little it gets a little confusing but she's got it yeah. you don't you don't have to worry
0: mm-hmm. yeah so as is, is she watching us and testing us to yeah. see if we're capable of Completing her plan or her test in the future, or are we being watched and tested to see if she can find a weakness in us and exploit that in the future you know, who knows?
1: something I, I i did notice uh when I was listening to mike reed i've never and I never picked up on this before, but it says specifically the Awoken have captured titanically dangerous specimens from everywhere in the inner solar system they're right on the border of the inner and outer solar system. It's not it wouldn't take effort for them to go into the outer solar system and get whatever was out there. That's where the wolves were before the reef wars. Mm-hmm. So there must be something right. out there, right?
3: But remember that the Awoken were created because they they were humans who went out and mm-hmm. that's as far as they got to the edge of to where you know, to the reef, to the edge of the inner mm-hmm. solar system before something horrible happened and they got turned into awoken. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why they don't So do you think they're
1: afraid <laughs> to go out past where they, where it might they not essentially be here, got stopped? They might
3: not be able to.
1: Oh. Well, then how would we go out to Saturn? I don't know. Like, if if our character is awoken, you know, we can physically go to Saturn. Right, but
3: we're guardians, and guardians make their own uh-huh. fate.
1: But <laughs> the queen did launch an attack.
3: That's very true. She also died, supposedly. She did not die. <laughs> Just saying.
1: Just saying. See, that was her ulterior motive. She wanted to think that she died. Like, even she wanted to think that she died. She tricked herself.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so maybe it just they just don't go out there because you know the queen again, just, for whatever reason you know i i know has put uh limits on on where they go yeah you know she has her reasons you know, maybe she didn't want any awoken near saturn until the appropriate time yeah. or when you know orcs would eventually come
3: well right and remember that the queen was in hiding Mm. Uh, until the Reef Wars. Mm-hmm. And when, yeah. so it's possible that if she knew, and what she obviously knew about Oryx from the cards we were just reading, um, that she knew Oryx would be able to detect her. So she didn't want any of her people going mm-hmm. toward where he is, was.
0: Right. Would yeah, be, like if you. Yeah, <laughs> if you know that an enemy is going to attack a certain area, you wouldn't send your people to inhabit that area but, before they came.
1: <laughs> what I'm just trying to say is, I know everybody gets like all up and upset about how the Taken are just reskinned enemies, but I thought the Taken were great. I, like mm-hmm. technically, yes, they were just reskinned enemies, but they were like individual; they had their own personality, and the same thing appears to be true with another reskinned skinned enemy, the Splicers, coming in Rise of Iron. But you have to mm-hmm. understand why, why Bungie has to do that. They have to make our enemies evolve to the point that there will be, and that's what I'm trying to say, there will be new enemies to fight. And this mm-hmm. card makes me very confident <clears throat> about that. The fact that it specifically says, from everywhere in inner. the inner solar system. So... It's just, yeah, what we'll else get, we'll is get in new, the outer? Yeah. We'll
0: get new skinned enemies once like, we yeah, go out. Yeah, new enemies, yeah. <laughs> and I'm I'm thinking, like, you know,
1: like, what are, like, actually on the moons of Jupiter, what could actually be there right now? Because all the enemies that we see now, they weren't native here. They came here. So what else could mm. have came here while we were sleeping on it, you know? Like, anything could be back. Or yeah. anything could be there. And I'm, I'm just excited for the future.
3: <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't think we're gonna be fighting the same four yeah. enemies for the next seven <laughs> years.
0: No, I don't think so. But um we also get um in the skull mark card, mm. we get a little bit more kind of backstory to him. Um you know, we kind of know we went through the basics of of him, you know he was a a kelp, a wolf kel, house of wolves kel. Um and then kind of Talks a little bit about the the brief wars. Um but in the, uh, the the queen actually captured Skolas during the brief wars, mm-hmm. uh, and she sent Skolas to the Nine as a gift to uh, commemorate their mutual victory. And then, for whatever reasons, um, they released Skolas and restored him restored him to the catch. So this is where earlier you know, we mentioned that you know we we knew who released him, um, but so Variks discovered he had uh returned to Venus and you know guardians reported that he was at the Ishtar Sink uh so the yeah so that kind of goes a little goes over the story that we've already read but um yeah so that's very interesting um why the why the nine would release him you know did they release him to kind of complete the whole the whole cycle of the queen needing to hear that the story from him kind of thing you know if nine don't release him then the queen doesn't get confirmation about oryx and you know does she
1: so maybe the nine knew before the queen mm-hmm. knew
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's kind of what i'm thinking like they knew that they knew oryx was coming and so they knew that or uh skolas would discover that and that the orcs would or that skolas would confirm it to the queen which would allow her to you know proceed with her plans and you know so go on from there of course, that's that's just you know my my take on it. I don't. Who knows what the real reason the nine did it? You know, it could be something completely different. It a good deep be because the nine just like to watch us fight and <laughs> mm-hmm. watch us play.
3: I want to know more about this mutual victory. Mm-hmm. Like, because that seems to be what started the whole thing.
1: Yeah, because if defeating the wolves in the reef wars is a mutual victory for both the queen and the nine were the nine fighting or like were the wolves pestering the nine like mm-hmm.
0: uh, yeah what what good did it come to the for the nine to have the wolves defeated yeah there
1: yeah why did why did the nine even care mm-hmm.
3: so That's... many questions
1: Every yep. <laughs> time they
3: show up, I have nine more questions.
0: Yeah, <laughs> nine. Uh, and then in the, the House of Wolves expansion, we also got a... Uh, we were introduced to the Trials of Osiris. Uh, and this was a, uh, a, a PvP event uh, that was held in the reef. And I'll, I'll read the Grimwork card for it. It says, the, uh, the cult of Osiris wants something, whatever it is, it might be obtained through violence. The Trials are a com- competition built to identify guardians who never lose. The warlock Osiris vanished into exile years ago. Unlike Solitary Toland, Osiris left a network of acolytes and admirers who carry on his work. The cult invites only select guardians to their tournament, and only in teams of three. The cult wants ever- effortless teamwork, inexplorable or inexorable momentum. And something else, consistency, perhaps, or luck, or fate. Any fire team that loses three matches is ejected from the tournament. Fire teams that win again and again earn spectacular rewards. Uh, and so we kind of, if you stand next to Brother Vance, he'll he'll say things, uh, and he kind of he'll just mention that Osiris is planning something, or he's testing us for something. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're still. So, we haven't seen what that something is yet um, whether that something is so is connected to you know the queen and the events in the in the Taken King story or if it's something completely Osiris related well, um yet to know
1: remember the original trailer for the Taken King the uh, the narrator that said the the king is coming like there's a lot of uh Discussion about who was speaking that when Taken King was first being like really talked about, and a lot of people said it was Tolan because he's talking about Oryx coming. uh I personally thought it was Osiris, and people countered, but we've heard Osiris's voice already, that's not Osiris. But uh in the Taken King, we hear Tolan's voice, it's definitely not Tolan. Like maybe, maybe it was Osiris, like maybe, it, maybe it's just and uh. An, uh not ominous. Um,
3: omnipotent.
1: Omnipotent. Thank you. Maybe it's just some like omnipotent, uh, non-existent announcer like that only like the fourth wall can hear. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like I, I, pr- I personally still think that it, it could be uh, Osiris. That Maybe uh, Osiris got one it. of
3: those voice changer things on his phone.
1: Yeah, Not like on his ghost. Like I don't think they have cell phones anymore. <laughs>
3: They're built into your ghost, right? Just like everything's built into your Mm -hmm. phone. I don't have an iPod anymore. I just have my phone, and it does everything.
1: Can you believe that ghosts don't have headphone jacks? (laughs) It's
3: awful. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: It's so corny, ain't on...
1: The uh, Trials of Osiris did have uh, something very exciting that I only got to see once, and when I first heard about it, though, I I just thought everybody was trolling, and I mean, I guess they weren't. Being on the forums uh, the day of Trials of Osiris launching, you, did, I just saw a random post that said, "I won the Trials of Osiris. I'm going to Mercury," and I was like, "Yeah, shut up!" Like, I don't, I don't. <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to get from that. I know you're lying. There's no mercury in the game. And then I saw it again, and again, and again, and again. And then I was like, oh, something actually is is happening. And Mm -hmm. uh, that brings us to the Lighthouse Grimoire card, which is actually an in-game victory of guardians, a uh, new monarchy guardian. Executor Hideo, there was no one there when we arrived. We approached peacefully and kept our weapons holstered. The sights we saw. Executor. Mercury is a beautiful place and forbidding. On descent, we mapped sprawling patterns of Vex light, an entire metropolis of unknown purpose. The spires strobe with lightning, a mist of burnt rock or some other effluvia blows across landscape cut into circuits the size of cities. There is an atmosphere, as in all post-traveler records. The Vex have not disposed of it. From the surface, the sun is too large and too dim. Perhaps it is the influence of the Vex constructs distorting the image. Perhaps Mercury is in many places at once. We stood for some time staring into the solar fire. I hold myself responsible for the delay. The site we we were invited to is clearly a cult of Osiris camp. We found stores of glimmer equipment and books. A grounded ship of conventional design rests unguarded. The architecture is clearly self-evidently vex, but it has been ornamented extensively with fabrics and ritual objects of unknown provenance. I became convinced during the inspection that we were being watched. We ordered our ghosts to stay close. One of my fire teams suggested we search the connections to the Trinary Star Cultus, but if they w- exist, we couldn't see them. We inspected the carvings and trinkets left by the Col- Osiris Cultus. All of us began to depart from ordinary experience. My exo teammate described the sense that she was buried beneath an enormous operating mass locked up in a tiny crevasse at the bottom of a labyrinth or mechanism. My awoken teammate felt a strange ongoing sense of deja vu. Her actions were preceded by an infinite if infinite, echo, an in anticipation of all our choices. She became volatile and erratic. She insisted that we were surrounded. I remember a low ringing sound and a sense of numb filth, like gravel gravel rubbed into the wound. I experienced a sense of imminence as if I was bleeding into the world around me. It was uncomfortable and profoundly alienating. I perceived all my actions as determined and inevitable. My ghost commented that the traveler had made something in this world, and the Vex had eaten that something. We gathered the treasure left for us and departed as quickly as we could. This concludes my report. May it bring some advantage to our cause. So, the last part here, saying we gathered our treasure left for us, that is actually getting the adept weapon sets from the chest. Like, the way that we go to the lighthouse is exactly, like, one of the few things that we know is exactly how it plays out in the lore of the game, and I think that's an amazing thing uh, to actually have. Anyone else want to talk?
0: No, <laughs> my mic was on mute. <laughs> no, that's no. I think that's really cool. Um, I know, you know, the lighthouse and that New Trials of Cyrus is one of my. It probably is the best uh, mode in the game for for me. Um, yeah. I like I love PvP and uh, just this mode itself was really appealing to me, uh, and I love the lore behind it uh, and just that first time going to the lighthouse. You're flying into Mercury, and you've never like you've never been to this planet before as guardians, and it was exciting. And then you find the, the the secret lair. You know, we have to kind of climb down the rocks and find this lair that supposedly was Osiris's lair, like bedroom or study, and it was really, it was really cool. Yeah, there's
1: there's a lot of uh, like info in that card as well, talking about the Vex and what they've caused. Because as as we've learned in the vanilla campaign, Mercury was turned essentially into a Vex machine, and like they said, mm-hmm. uh, circuits the size of cities. The Vex architecture is is essentially a living uh, electrical circuit, and they've just built them to be the size of a city, and. Um, mm-hmm. It's a scary thought that they they tried to do that to Venus as well.
0: Mm-hmm. And I, I like the kind con- the comment there um, from Hideo, or, or says, uh, "Which is this? Is this Hideo commenting here?" No, this is a he, this is
1: a New Monarchy Guardian. Okay, in a, rep- in a report. Okay, that's
0: right. okay, gonna, yeah. So he says, "My ghost commented that the traveler had made something of the th- of this world, and then the Vex had eaten that something." Yeah, I think
4: that's. like
1: that line and there's a lot of ways that can be uh that can be read that they ate the Mm -hmm. garden and made it a technological i in some manner marvel (laughs) but also Mm -hmm. in some manner like horror (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: yeah (laughs) yeah so we i have a little bit on osiris here but i think you know we've kind of talked about him a little bit uh we could save him for his a full episode, yeah, he's, he's definitely worth it. Um, let's uh let's jump into the Taken King. Anyone have any final comments on the House of Wolves or
1: the House of Wolves? Uh, was amazing just in general, just the gameplay in general. This is since this is the end of our uh year one um discussion, I just wanted to say like how I was playing with my friend who I met in. Uh, The Dark Below. Time. Uh, I met him in The Dark Below. We've been playing ever since together, like all the time, always together. And we haven't played for months because I've just been off Destiny. Um, And when we got back together this past week, it was just nothing but reminiscing about Year One and just how great it was because there was so much shit that pissed us off,
0: (laughs) and it just bonded (laughs) us together. (laughs) And it it was just great. That's this Year One. If if you're a Year One. Player from like vanilla or beta, we've we've gone through a lot. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, players that have just started with like the Taken King or now with the Rise of Iron, you're spoiled. Yeah, oh, <laughs> you don't know how good you have it.
1: Like we we were just <laughs> hanging out on a planet. I forgot what we were doing, and I just emptied my hand cannon, reload, and emptied it again, and reload, and emptied it again, and reload. And I was like, remember that? Remember that mm-hmm. every day in the dark below mm-hmm. the heavy glitch. and He's like, I can't believe we did that. Every time, just to get the heavy <laughs> ammo, this it was so necessary. Mm-hmm. Is,
0: yeah, every every night, um, you know, my friends would all go to bed, and I'd spend an extra half hour to forty five minutes online farming for materials because you, that's what you had to do. Yeah, this, that's year two. Year two was great. I just I just mm-hmm. love
1: year
2: one though.
0: Yeah, it was good. It was I, sometimes time. I miss the grind, but mm-hmm. other times, but then I'm like, oh, thank God.
5: Mike yeah, is talking.
0: Shh.
2: Hey, I want to say something.
0: God, say it.
2: Say I'm not going to now because you guys clearly don't appreciate me. <laughs> Did he mute himself? <laughs> uh. Well, well, I guess right. I guess we'll move on to the quote unquote, quote unquote current release of Destiny. If we still want to call it that. Uh, hey, we got five
0: care- days. Can <laughs> still
2: call it that.
0: <laughs> yeah, but by the time you listen to this, Rise of Iron will either be out tomorrow or it is already out. So,
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. oh man, I'm so
0: pumped. Oh, I know. So, uh, actually,
1: actually, no, I heard at that time, Mike, your Mike, your mic is cutting out. Is is it? Yeah,
2: it's probably just my. Uh, it won't affect my um, recording. It's just going to be over Skype. <laughs> My okay. Wi-Fi
0: yeah. just sucks.
1: <laughs> All right, I just wanted to make sure that you were aware.
0: I'll be okay. So, uh, so, our, and on. Take us into the uh, the Taken King.
1: Ah, uh, yes, the coming war. Uh, in the beginning, let me just read what you actually wrote, so I don't have to try to freeball <laughs> that. In the opening <laughs> mission for the Taken King, we travel to Phobos <laughs> to investigate the Cabal single, signal. We aren't sure what the signal means at first. See but soon discover to it to be a distress signal. I'm sorry. <clears throat> the signal from Phobos is incredibly powerful. It might be a distress call, but then we've never heard the Cabal send out a distress call before. Approach the base with caution, Guardian. That's a quote from Zavala in the mission. As we make our way through the Cabal base, we see the Cabal fleeing, dying, and dead. Though no enemy is seen, we go deeper in. And we follow a bright light into the base. And as we go, we see several voids of nothingness appear, appearing as black holes or windows into empty space. Upon investigation, the ghost tells us it's a membrane attempting to bridge between dimensions, but that it requires a living host. A cabal centurion is stuck, sucked into the nothingness. And as we enter a large circular room, it fills with fog and takes the form in the shape of Oryx. Oryx calls out to us and says, Light, give your will to me. After defeating the Taken Waves, we defeat a powerful deformed knight by the name of Cyrok, Ward of Oryx. As we run for our ship, we see a hologram of the Dreadnought, and our ghost tells us it matches an image collected from the world's grave. Another hologram tells us that the Cabal forces have endured massive losses from this Taken invasion. So that is th- our first look into Taken King. And I don't know how you overlooked the Cabal in the elevator. He, oh, yeah. he fought. <laughs> he fought to survive. He was in an elevator shaft, clinging to the floor, and he was going to make it. And then the elevator fell on him. <laughs> it was, it was yeah. amazing. <laughs> uh, it was a good part. So before. We'd actually gone on that mission, though. The Awoken, as we were talking about, did attack the Dreadnought while it was out, on, uh, out near Saturn. The Awoken died for us. They gave their lives to save the system, to stop Oryx's fleet at the outer planets. We must honor their sacrifice. We must face the Taken King without fear. Queen Mara has given us a gift.
4: We must not waste it. Eris Morn
1: very very powerful uh way to open year two like they they came out swinging, and I think it was a, a very good start mhm
0: yeah and then the, uh, the semantics the for this mission, both the opening and the the ending semantics, hugely hugely powerful yeah um you know the opening it you know we learn about the uh the queen and it, appears as this as as she sacrifices not only the awoken but her own life uh and then she says that it's uh it's up to uh her hidden friend um
1: capital h you no
0: know, yeah <laughs> capital h hidden friend yeah.
1: not not her friend <laughs> hiding because she's scared her hidden her,
0: her friend in the hidden yeah. <laughs> um and uh and the guardians at this point um and then uh The next mission, uh, Cade's Stash. I'll let you. uh, Mike, do you want to take that one?
2: Sure, I'll take that. Uh, Gotta give my. There it is. So, um, Cade's Stash were sent by Cade uh, to collect a stealth drive that he hid inside one of the old colony ships in uh, the Cosmodrome. As we make our way onto the ship, we learn that the Taken have begun to spread much further than anticipated, and the Cosmodrome is already uh, is already full of them. Unfortunately, so we fight our way through, and as we head up, we learn that our ghost was actually here once before, uh, searching for us. And he mentions a pod uh, dash or pod number one zero two zero one, which, uh, if you're any at all familiar, is how is that a Chad or um, Dragon? You happen to know how that is a reference to Halo?
0: I, I don't know personally. I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, it's a Halo reference." I think it's just, you know, I don't know, maybe some someone out there can can let us know how that's a Halo reference. But uh uh for me it's just it's a reference to um just to the um the Great War before. Um you know, the ghost says that there was a guardian with exceptional light who had sealed himself inside and that he'd been in there for centuries. And so it kind of gives a little glimpse into the, into the timeline. Um, he says, I, before I found you, I tried, to re- tried resurrecting him, but he preferred to sleep. He said the last war was enough for a 1,000 lifetimes. Um, and one, th- one thing to kind of mention there is that when it says resurrect him there, it, it doesn't mean um, in the sense of he wanted to resurrect him t- as his guardian. Because as we, we one thing we learned from the Taken King opening cinematic too was that each ghost has a you know a guardian that they are looking for and that's it took our ghost a very long time to find us. Um because he was looking for us specifically. Um but, you know, he was already he'd already been a guardian. You know, he was already risen. Um the ghost was just trying to wake him up in a sense from the from the pod and then he just thought he chose to sleep rather than to continue on as a, uh, as a guardian.
4: Uh, um, yeah.
0: Um, so th- yeah, go ahead.
2: Sorry. Um, Kate mentions during a little bit after, or actually before this, that he has some secret rooms, uh, that he keeps the loot in them. Basically, uh, Like, we find one ourselves, and that the Fallen have taken most of the loot. There's exotics in there, he says, but uh, we were free to take some of the Glimmer, but they've all been raided by the Fallen. Um, Eventually, uh, however, we get to the top of the colony ship, and our first Echo of Oryx appears. Uh, We defeat it, and uh, Cade 6 reveals the stealth drive, and we head back to the tower. So, we... uh, Get an important uh, little piece of our for our mission because without stealth drive, we would never have been able to approach the dreadnought and survive the uh, weapon, um, as we call it, the uh, super death laser on Oryx's <laughs> dreadnought. Which, that's the uh, uh, scientific. I, I know term, there's. Right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the scientific term, super death laser.
2: Yeah, I mean, I can be <laughs> lore wise. What should I call it? Um, Throne world uh, ray gun. Does that work? <laughs> <laughs> it's not much better, but we'll go with that.
0: <laughs> uh do you want to take the uh the Grimoire card for the Kate stash?
2: yeah, um. Like... So Cade Stash's, uh, the Cade Stash Grimoire card is just a quick quote from Cade 6. It's been a pain in the rump keeping, a chorus Zavala and Harris in the dark, but I think it's worth it. That guardian found the stealth drive just where I thought it would be. Even took out some kind of, power, some kind of powerful taking construct. This plan's going even better than I expected. What could go wrong, Cade 6? <laughs> <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> Famous last words, he's, but in this he's case... So, he's I,
1: such an optimist, isn't he? <laughs> it's
2: very charming. He really is.
1: Actually, <laughs> I actually don't think he's being optimistic there. He's legitimately asking someone what can go wrong so he can place a bet on us.
2: That wouldn't <laughs> surprise me.
1: What can go wrong? Well, this can happen. Bet you 20 bucks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> would, yeah. It's, it's in line with his character, for sure. Um, Boris, do you want to take the Dreadnought
4: mission? Oh, sure. Um Uh, let's see. At
0: least out. the numbers there is where the, uh, oh. the recant. It's
1: just like being in, back in high school, isn't it? Like, Do you know what I page know. we're on? I, I, <laughs> what I page mean... are we on? Um, a <laughs> teacher
3: <laughs> called phone <from> me. I... <laughs> <laughs> um, after getting the stealth drive from the previous mission, Cade 6 puts it on Eris Morn's ship, and we borrow it um, <laughs> to begin our non-sanctioned mission to board the Dreadnought. As we approach the Dreadnought, our stealth drive fails and it shoots and destroys Eris' ship just after we were able to transmat onto the Dreadnought. Cade kindly reminds us that until we get the weapons down, we won't receive any help or reinforcements. We see a familiar, white, bright orb that guides us through certain parts of the Dreadnought. We enter into deeper parts of the ship and take down multiple energy beams that powered the weapons. We move to a massive hull breach, created by a cabal ship, and create a transmat zone to allow reinforcements to arrive.
4: Sweet.
0: Uh, and then do you want to take the uh, Grimmar card for
4: Yeah. Me?
3: And so that's the situation. With Cade's help, the Guardian has established a beachhead on the Dreadnought. I'm caught in the impossible position of wanting to reward and punish them both. If you have any guidance in the, this matter, it would be appreciated. I'll file another report this evening. For now, I need to go have another conversation with Eris Morn before she rends Cade limb from limb. Commander Zavala. <laughs> transmission to Traveler's Observatory.
4: Now, see, yeah. that
1: was that was such a great mission, and I know, I know you all know why. After we put that beacon down.
2: <laughs> uh, the quote from Zavala. The uh, yeah. the exchange between Cade and Zavala.
1: Hey Zavala, you want to see what a beacon on the dreadnought looks like? Like this...
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, so I, I laughed at
0: that. So great. Every, what is it? Everyone likes to plane when it works?
1: Yeah, everyone likes to play when it works. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's great logic to live by.
0: Yeah, and we get a little... Uh, you know, kind of A little mention of another... Uh, detail here in that uh, a cabal ship had also attacked the dreadnought Mm -hmm. Um, and so they had pretty much um, created this giant um, beachhead on the dreadnought by just ramming their ship into it Uh, and we find out from another a different grimoire card that basically their purpose in doing this is that they don't know how to kill ghosts you know they kill guardians but then ghosts Revives us, and then we kill more cabal, and then they'll kill the guardian, and the ghost revives us, and so on, and so on. And they couldn't, they can't figure out how to kill the ghosts. Uh, and they know that the hive have this ability. They know that hive can kill guardians, and they can kill ghosts. And so they, you know, they've learned that there is this hive dreadnought in the system. And so their purpose of coming here now is to try to learn how to. Kill ghosts and therefore no. Permanently kill guardians just,
1: just to specify, it's not that They've never killed a guardian before It's just that the hive are much more Efficient than they are mm-hmm. Because even before They uh, launched the attack The shield brothers who We fight on the dreadnought Cade mentions how um, He lost several guardians to the shield brothers With enough force mm-hmm. You can kill the guardian and their ghost As Petra Found out when she destroyed the asteroid mm-hmm. where a few strike teams were on. It's just <laughs> without exuberant force you gotta do what yeah. the hive does, and that's what the cabal are jumping on to figure out Yep.
0: yeah, so then uh that brought us to the enemy of my enemy well, before mission. before
3: we move on, I have okay. one other thing cause since we we mentioned um our everyone's favorite floating ball of light um <laughs> I actually forgot that this got mentioned in game, um, in the dialogue, um, when the, when it appears when we first land kind of at the middle of this mission, um, Cade-6 says, same thing we saw right before Phobos fell apart, must, might be some kind of probe, expect trouble. Hmm. Um, There was, I know, some theories about what the orb is, and we don't have to get into that. But one of the theories was it's a guide, like it's totally a game mechanic and not an in-game thing. If if you understand what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Um, So the fact that it's the painted arrow, right? Yeah, that it's totally a mechanic thing and not a lore thing. And the fact that Kate commented on it kind of says it's got more than one role.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, I think uh, Bungie's usually been been pretty good at that in the past. Is when they need game mechanics, they'll find a way to tie it into the the lore or into the story. Yeah, they rarely yeah. just put a random thing in the game yeah. and don't explain it. Yeah,
1: and um, like I know you were trying to speak for everyone there, but that actually is my second favorite ball of light. So I just I just <laughs> want to make that clear. Like they would they would get jealous if they heard that.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now i'm slightly curious but
0: scared
1: at the same time
2: oh my god
0: <laughs> uh, let's go let's continue <laughs> <laughs> anyway. so we go on <laughs> next
2: to the enemy of my enemy mission um enemy
0: of my enemy <laughs> go
2: for it uh basically we are, this, what this mission starts out with is that we want to gain access to the rupture uh or not, this isn't quite, we're not quite at that point yet. We want to gain access to Oryx. And uh, we believe that since the um, uh, since the Cabal have established a beachhead, their ship, their crash ship is basically a beachhead. They probably have been there for some time and have gathered intelligence on Oryx. So we head in and uh, gain access to the Cabal ship as they, again, have acquired key intel on the Dreadnought. And to do so, we must attack the gate Uh, To the ship and force them to send out reinforcements so that we may enter it as they enter or as they exit. Um, Through scanning uh, a small little command center, we discover that uh, the location of Warwick's and we learn that he's only accessible through something called a rupture, as Eris describes it, or a portal, as someone else would put it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The Cabal team (laughs) have a team headed to it and uh, we're sent to intersect it. We, we find the team and the Rupture in the distance, and the team is outnumbered by Taken. Um, eventually, uh, the Cabal is completely outnumbered, and they take a Centurion, uh, which actually ends up being the Primus of um, the Skyburns, which is a huge hit to the Cabal command in our system. Um, Aeris directs us to the statues around the Rupture, and after stand- scanning three of them with our ghost, uh, the Rupture opens and waves of thrall begin to emerge. <laughs> <laughs> and my probably my favorite line in the entire game of Destiny. Eris goes to uh, <laughs> not underestimate them as Vel Tarlo did. Um, eventually, we're almost <laughs> we'll over. Stuff out your light. That <laughs> we'll stuff out your light. Uh, we're eventually overwhelmed by them, and basically just tells Zabala just shouts at us, "Forget about the hive. Or, you know, go into the rupture." And unfortunately, it pushes us back out. And Eris confirms her um, her concerns that only Ascendant Hive can pass through the Rupture. From the Rupture emerges another Echo of Oryx, who drains your light with a Grasp of the King debuff. We eventually kill the Echo and realize that we must become our enemy, and we be- must become Ascendant in order to pass through the Rupture and find the Taken King. So I'll go ahead and read the... Uh the end uh, ending with a little Grimoire card. Um this is a quote from my core, Ray, the Warlock Vanguard. The discovery of the ruptures and their connection to the Ascendant Hive is a breakthrough. Eris Morn is working with Cade Six to form a plan to address this, and I believe they will see this through, assuming they don't kill each other. <laughs> In the meantime, the Hidden are investigating the activities of the Cabal. The loss of their commander, Primus Tawun, is to Oryx is worrisome. More intelligence is required. So again, that mentions the Primus of the Skyburners. It's a huge loss for the Cabal, but it's also a concern for us because that's a, a very important, uh, very powerful enemy that Oryx has now taken into his, uh, taken into the fold.
0: uh anon uh do you want to take in uh, lost of light this
1: is the scary one though <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll read it I'll, I'll i'll take one for the team uh right, thank you. so as we just found out we have to we have to go through the rupture to get the orcs, but to do that we have to become ascendant so our plan is to go back to the chamber of night I think it was called, uh, where we destroyed Crota's soul in the Dark Below missions, the final mission before of the uh, campaign. The crystal we broke in the Dark Below is the key. We head back through the Hive territory in hopes that it still holds the fragment of his soul. When we arrive, an ogre comes to kill us, backs the Gravekeeper. But before we kill it, Oryx takes it. The fragment didn't hold any essence of Crota, but our mission is complete. Oryx grew wise to us, though. Before we could escape, he summoned his taken army to stop us from stealing the fragment. We turn and run the way we came, fighting our way out the hive catacombs. The doors in our way the doors on our path are locked, and only a tomb husk can open them and Then a little side note uh Bungie really tried to give us like a puzzle uh one of the fan favorite weapons from the dark below was the black hammer. And by dismantling a black hammer in uh, The Taken King, it gives you a black hammer runestone. Uh, this had runes on it matching the ones we see on the locked door. The third door was left out, so there was one runestone, then two runestones matching the door's locks. But where there the thor- where the third door was, or should have been, there were no runes. Uh, that is that gave us the clue to find the secret mission to get the black spindle, which is an exotic form of the black hammer, but is, it's up to uh, year two light levels.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But someone just accidentally found it.
0: it is- yeah, I remember because um, we had like that week where we had the uh, the new sub or not, not the subclasses yet, but we had the uh, the new sandbox for the weapons uh, and stuff like that in PvP. Before the Taken King released, and in that time, so, someone discovered that if you dismantled the Black Hammer, you would get this rune from Eris. But no one had any idea what it meant then. Mm-hmm. And and then like that you could turn it into Eris, and you'd get you know fifty rep. And so everyone's like, "Oh, that's just worthless. No one do this because yeah. who wants? Who cares about fifty rep from Eris? You just wasted your Black and, Hammer." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so I don't think it took until we fit discovered the. Mission, someone discovered it on their own, then someone kind of put the two and two together. Oh wait. Everyone had already had the weapon
1: and then we looked back at it and we're like, how was this a clue? Oh, I found it now. We (laughs) Oh there we go. There it is. If someone didn't (laughs) accidentally find it, we we would have like found it like last
0: week. (laughs) (laughs) This was this was one of my favorite missions in the in the Taken King though. Just that uh, like Indiana Jones feeling, hmm. um, you know, you think the mission's over, and then all of a sudden you hear, you know, you hear Eris on the comms, and you're like panicking. Like, I'm losing you. I'm losing you. Yeah. Like what's going on? And then like then the music comes on in the background, and then like, you know something's coming, and you're just you run, you know. And I just that lo- that mission was a lot of fun. It
1: actually says mission complete and everything. It starts to give mm-hmm. you your despawn timer and everything, and then it just goes away. And there's this moment of. Why, and then mm-hmm. it's, it just all goes to hell. It, it was yeah, that was it really was good, beautiful, really cool mission. I yeah. thought they they really stepped up their game with a lot of these missions. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: it really just goes back to what we were talking about with the with the orb that they everything is a everything is in game. Right? There's, they're yeah. trying to make nothing mm-hmm. just a mechanic. Even the mission end banner yeah. that you'd think oh this is just <laughs> the end of the mission, but it's actually supposed to be part of the yeah. In game.
1: Like, we were we mm-hmm. were being called back by Cade, like, this is our departure time, but then the Taken interrupted that, and they try to tell us right. just before it happens, but it's already too late.
5: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, very cool. Uh, so, the Grimoire card for Lost to Light. The Guardian has the crystal. I was quite prepared to accompany them into Crota's realm, but Cade insists on... This Rasputin insanity. You must speak with him. He is reckless, rude, and has no respect for knowledge hard-earned. He is also nowhere near as funny as he thinks
3: he is. eris is more. <laughs> I like it. I think he's pretty funny.
1: <laughs> he's, he's a pretty funny guy. <laughs> so, uh, so, uh... Yeah, who, go for Who, it. who wants to uh, read this uh, Rasputin stuff?
4: Do you want it for
3: us? Rasputin. So Rasputin has a code, and we need it to infiltrate Crotus' throne. Um, and, but that shouldn't really be possible because the Taken have infested the Warmind's bunker. So that's going to be fun. Um, going deeper than ever, we have... then. We have ever before in the bunkers, we just find more and more taken. The tech we get from Rasputin will allow us to turn invisible for extended periods of time. Um, so, side note there's a heroic quest where we descend a little further into the bunker, and Cade um, has been trying to break into this area for years, but he couldn't. And then there's an unnamed taken Bracchus waiting for us there, um, and it's part of the Hunger Pangs quest.
1: It's a very short mission. Mm
0: -hmm. And isn't this where uh, Cade kind of Lies? Yeah, lies (laughs) about uh, This is basically where he says Where Blade Dancers get the uh, invisibility Tech Is that he stole it from Rasputin before (laughs) Yeah He, uh Our our
1: ghost (laughs) is questioning him saying Are you sure this will make us invisible to the hive? And he goes, of course, where do you think Blade Dancers Got the technology from? And, uh (laughs)
4: <laughs> did you did you quote it no that's not it no i didn't quote it oh it looked like you did uh so what's the um the
1: uh grimoire for that for us right.
3: um it's a qu- quote from ikora um a guardian breaking into the warmind's bunker does nothing for our efforts to make true contact with rasputin i've tried i've tasked several of my agents with unraveling his response However, the Guardian is now prepared for the assault on Crota's realm. Just a warning, many Thanatonats are standing by, anxious to learn if this works.
4: Nice. Now,
1: I'm just, I'm just curious, uh, does it sound like, like this to anyone else? Um, I've tested several of my agents with unraveling his response. Is she saying that she's got several Guardians trying
4: to understand Russian?
3: Um,
0: possibly, and you know, we do have some is his grammar card where he kind of talks in code and yeah,
1: commands. Actually,
3: yeah, that, that's so a good point.
1: Would,
0: yeah, there are
3: definitely. That would be my yeah. guess. It could also be in Russian.
0: Yeah, like yeah. like it's just, Russian commands No one, no one
1: knows Russian anymore. So like the tower is just like he's talking to us, but we don't know what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> like,
3: Someone find the Rosetta Stone, like <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> it's just lost to us. We we can't figure it out. But um, on a a real uh, lore note, uh, something um, in the card is, just a warning, many Thanatonauts are standing by anxious to learn if this works. Uh, Thanatonauts are a special group of warlocks which like to study death by dying and then being revived. Uh, I think they have an affinity for the Crucible because of that. Uh, They're not standing by to watch us go into Rasputin's bunker. They're standing by to see if we actually go into Crota's realm and if it works, if we can actually be in there without instantly getting murdered by everything that's there. Mm-hmm. Because just like Oryx, we will we'll learn, like we'll go over this another time. Uh, Oryx, uh, charts that realm, the overworld as it's called. Uh, he charts that realm, in his death so the Thanatonauts the ones who are obsessed with death are uh, uh, um, sort of mimicking the Oryx's mentality where it's like there's another realm to chart to see to learn about to Mm -hmm. understand and they're all like I really hope this works because then we're going to take that tech and we're going to go into Crota's realm so where they go with that it's just um, endless possibilities but it's just something to think about.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so that brought us to uh, Last Rite's mission. Uh, and so using the stealth that we got from Rasputin and the crystal we got from the Chamber of Night in the Lost of Light mission, uh, we enter Proto's throne realm to attempt to capture his uh, his soul to allow us to pass mm-hmm. as Ascendant into Oryx's realm. Uh, we come in during some sort of hive funeral, and uh, we try to sneak past, the take in, and hive as they prepare Crota's soul for the next realm. Uh, it's it's a very it's an interesting mission because it's different than any other that you've had in Destiny, where you have to just stealth through. Like you're not killing anything, you're sne- you're invisible, and you're sneaking past, and you're retracing the steps of the uh, the Crota raid basically and try- attempting to get to Crota's throne. Uh, and so as we, we get to, uh, to where his soul is being, uh, uh, prepared for the next realm and we begin to, uh, siphon part of it, part of his soul into our crystal when our cloaking device goes away and, or exposed, um, so, uh, taken and hive begin to, um, appear and, um, Threaten, our, threaten our, our lives, and uh, Cade, you know, tells our Ghost to pull us out, to get us, to transmit us out of there, and Ghost is unable to do that. Uh, the Taken are blocking, um you know, all the channels, and, um you know, another, kind of similar to the Lost to Light mission, where it kind of seems like we are doomed, and uh, all of a sudden, Eris pulls us out using, quote-unquote, one of Tolan's tricks. Uh, and she says that there's nothing she fears more than the dark, but that she, i will not I will not lose another guardian Ah, uh, and so we are now prepared to enter Oryx's realm uh and that's I like always like that line because if teleporting out of a realm is a out of an ascendant hive realm, throne world is a trick of troptolllin hmm. i'm uh, I'm scared to see what his actual powers are <laughs> yeah Ugh. As a, I remember a drop slash. It always said, you know, if, you know, pulling a bunny out of a hat is a trick. <laughs> Cutting a woman in half is something else. And so, if, if this is a trick, what can, what can Tolan do? Yeah. Probably cut someone in half. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. So now we're, we're prepared to face Oryx. He wants to take her at your side? Alright, Noli, read the uh, the Grimmar card real quick. Yeah, read it. Uh, for last rites. You know, I give her a lot of guff, but there aren't five warlocks in the tower that could have done what Eris did today, getting the Guardian out like that. Damn good work. And now they're all ready to take on the king. Just remember, Eris' creepy and condescending manner makes her all kinds of unpleasant to deal with. I don't want to make this collaboration thing a habit. <laughs> I'm surprised that there are <laughs> even more than one warlock in the tower that could do that, considering how uh, how much the speaker would frown upon dark magic. Hmm.
2: I mean, my warlock is a lot powerful. He would have been able to do that. True.
0: Yeah, a, a big compliment from Cade, though, since he doesn't care for Eris too much. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So now we are prepared for Regicide. Who wants to read that one?
2: Maybe get the swine to do it. No? Take it, Anna.
0: Oh, 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 I'm
1: sorry, that's not my name, (laughs) so I was confused. (laughs) (laughs) In our last mission of the Taken King campaign, we set off to finish Oryx. We're Ascendant, and we're ready. We enter the Rupture and are transported to a different section of the Dreadnought. Oryx tries to stop us from getting any further by sending the Taken Ta'aun and Bax, uh... Bax, who is now the Hand of Oryx, he was the Gravekeeper uh, previously from Lost to Light. After defeating them, we enter a second rupture. We get closer and closer to Oryx until we find him waiting for us. He summons Taken to fight alongside him and periodically brings us into what appears to be another dimension. This is where we finish the fight. But before his death, he... I say he takes himself and escapes us. It's not necessarily confirmed that he takes himself. I think it's the most uh, likely answer. It exhibits what it would look like, in my opinion, Office what it has razor. looked like. Yeah, it's... Ex- thank you. It is the easiest answer uh, for what happened, because what happens when you're taken is you are taken from one realm and brought into Oryx's realm, and you, you're you essentially made insane, in his realm. So, by taking the power from his, uh, from Willbreaker and then thrusting it at himself, he sort of implodes into himself and then disappears. Like, that's what taken has been, like imploding in on yourself. So, I just,
4: I can't see it any other way.
1: Yeah. Uh, and that ends the campaign. Um, uh, after this, we get the cutscene of Eris coming up to where we fought Oryx, where he took himself, and his sword remains. She goes up to the, um, Willbreaker and takes a crystal from it. And, uh, later on in the follow-up, can- uh, quest missions, uh, she gives it back to us and, uh, helps us with the, uh, help of Shax uh, form, or- form our own swords, mhm and uh we can we can get more into that in another uh time yeah and Eris uh, has
0: a a pretty famous line at the end of that cutscene too where she um where she mhm what does she say something about um, my queen you will write my
1: you were right my queen the the guardians were key uh something something I will not fail mhm uh then the
0: yeah.
1: uh you know, there's card this for
3: great it. website oh. that has transcripts. Oh, do that?
0: <laughs> What's? Can, can you tell us the uh, the website? Yeah, it's yeah.
3: Um, it's Ishtar collectivenet
0: Uh huh. I've never they, heard of they,
3: that. Yeah, they post <laughs> transcripts. They don't have everything yeah. yet, but I'm pretty sure they have that one.
1: Okay. Okay. No. No. Because I actually am pretty sure they don't. Oh no! I He's
5: going to Google it. I don't know. He's,
0: he's gonna... I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm my queen. You were right. Guardian was key. The first time he whispered, the whispers are silent. It is done. I have accepted my fate. I will not fail. From ishtar collective.net. Now, see, slash transcripts, slash register.
1: You cannot, you cannot <laughs> prove
0: that they did not just add that. She's, Forrest is over there right now. Just that's what I've that's been her doing. Packing her way in, that's why she's been quiet. <laughs> she's been adding in the transcripts. Just like, oh, crap, we're going to get to the end of this, and then they're going to comment about it.
1: Yeah. Like, she knew I was going <laughs> to say, if only there because it's in the notes, guys. Yeah, yeah but I say, but if see, only says, there was somewhere to read this stuff, and she, she did this
2: in the time. <laughs> <laughs> she actually it, put that in the notes. Oh
3: it, it says recorded 9th April 2006. <laughs> where
1: does it say
2: that?
3: Um, right on the right side yeah, I, of the screen under th- categories Eris, Morn, Oryx, added in The Taken King recorded 9th April 2016
0: there's also a link under the uh, grammar card side that has the transcripts okay, I, for just
1: I might not see it because I'm not using the standard Ishtar I'm using the special Ishtar <laughs> your mom's special well the (laughs) Grimmark card for regicide and so the king has been slain driven out of our world Eris and icora have already begun planning a way to assault the ascendant realm and end the threat of oryx once and for all the guardian will lead that fire team no doubt once they have a chance to stop and breathe In the meantime, we're leveraging all available hidden and awoken intelligence assets to understand the threat of the Taken army left behind. The other members of the Vanguard have begun drawing up assault plans, and I have full faith and confidence we'll see this threat put to rest as well. Commander Zavala, transmission to the Traveler's Observatory. Which is a very fancy way of saying Commander Zavala to the Speaker. Uh, And I also Mm -hmm. just want to say, Zavala is as much faith as he had that we were going to put that threat to rest. He was wrong because they haven't left. It's Rise of Iron in five days and they're still gonna be there. So Zavala mm-hmm. failed. He should get fired in the sand. <laughs>
4: um and even though he
0: wasn't really um I like got a, a physical character in the game as far as you know an NPC Toland was a major character in the cremoir for the Taken King. Oh, absolutely. Um, um a lot of uh messages from Toland um regarding our um our you know our search for Oryx, our quest to take him down. Um to, and kinda of similar to Osiris, kinda of too much to kinda of go into right now, but he's definitely worthy of a of his of a standalone topic. But
3: if you're um, looking for it's messages from Toland, ishtar-collective.net slash categories slash messages from Toland.
0: That's <laughs> mm-hmm. amazing. <laughs> that but Those messages, those will, those will keep you entertained for quite a while. Some, Toland's cards are some of my favorites in the game. Um, let's see. Don't need this here. Um, in The Taken King, we were privileged with uh, my favorite collection of uh, Grimoire, um, the uh, Books of Sorrow and they were collected through the through the game um you would find calcified fragments and each one would unlock a grimoire card um that would be part of the set the books of sorrow uh and this was it was basically a historical transcript for the the hive and oryx and his sisters and where they came from and their path to where they are now um it's, you know, definitely if you haven't read those, I recommend going on ishtar-collective.net and reading them uh, through, you know, 1-1, 2, all the way through all the books. Uh, it's a great, great read. It'll definitely give you the uh, kind of a different story or different side of the story, um, learning from where orcs came from and um, in his past, and even, you know, kind of where he is now and the present. Um so definitely recommend that. Uh, and as far as, so now we are finished with the main campaign, and that brings us to the King's Fall raid. Um, Mike, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Sure.
2: Now, just to provide a disclaimer, the ladies and gentlemen, these last three notes were written by me. They are awful, so if there's any inaccuracies please direct, please direct them <laughs> me on Twitter and coast me out and say how horrible I am at writing show notes can can his his we Twitter get your
0: is atthos okay. <laughs> i'm gonna find you. I got you covered. I'm
1: gonna find you right now. I'm just gonna get started
2: <laughs> well All right, take us away. The purpose of the raid is uh, – or the purpose of the raid, why we need to go in and even after defeating Oryx, that we need to go in and basically kill him again is very well explained in uh, the very last uh, calcified fragment, the very last entry in the books of Star, uh, worm food, which – does anyone know what ill means? I, I have no idea what that is in Roman
1: numeral. It's Roman numeral for, um, uh, fifty, I believe.
2: So let me say – he, Oryx basically asks in this entry, what will happen if I die? It suits it suits me to consider this, for I am a great ally of death. Uh, my daughters study the quiddity of death. My son practices the inhabitation of death, and my great work is, in Ultima, to become synonymous with death, to die, and in that dying, live. So that universe comes to nothing, then I will be part of all that nothing. Far better to have a savage universe with... I don't need to read that. So basically, he he describes the process of what we did during the story. He says, if my echoes are killed and I am killed in the material world, then I will be driven back to my throne, the dreadnought. If my court and my throne can be beaten, if I am confronted in my throne, if I am defeated there, then I will die. My work will end. This is the pact to which I am bound, in particular to my study of the tablets of ruin and my use of the power of the deep. When I call upon that power, I put myself up... Uh, I put myself up as the stakes in a wager I gamble with my soul For I am saying, listen, my gods I am the mightiest thing there is And I must prove it thus So, he basically says in this card That um, in order to permanently kill Oryx You need to go into his You need to defeat him in the material world Like we did in Regicide uh, And then defeat him at his own throne world um, Which we eventually do Which, that raid is something else so <laughs> does anyone else want to expand on that? No. No? Okay.
0: I'm not an infinite
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, kinda of similar um, just like in the hive, um the way death works within the hive. Um you know we killed Kroda or we prevented him his uh, him from coming in the material world and then we killed him in his throne world and then you know in the same way we kill oryx in the material world and then we have to kill him in the the, the ascendant realm as well um and that was that's just the way you know an mentioned it earlier how they he would chart charted the ascendant realm and it kind of charted through death you know death was a different uh, was seen differently by the hive than it is was seen by you know, maybe seen, seen by us or as uh guardians you know death wasn't the end of everything. It was uh a learning. It was the almost like the beginning for them. You know, the more they died, the more they would learn mm-hmm. and the more power they would gain from their death.
3: Sounds like mm. the Thanatonauts.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> My favorite warlock order personally, the Thanatonauts.
0: Yeah, they're great. They're awesome. Yeah, so so our guardians see
4: you know we kill oryx uh we
0: harvest part of his um essence um and Eris, uh she she uses it to power a weapon called the touch of malice, so there's a lot of theories and discussions on that um uh anon do you have any any details on that to share quicker? Or- should we save that for another I mean like time?
1: I feel like we should get into it. I feel I that definitely can be its own episode, but it's just mm-hmm. essentially we go through the raid with the um the the quest that comes after the Hunger Pangs quest, I believe. Um and we're sent in to kill one of the steps is we have to kill the war priest, then the sisters uh ear earhalalock and nuke, uh mm-hmm. and then also oryx, and we get a piece from each of them which actually becomes a part of the touch of malice exo- the raid exotic uh the spearhead from um the war priest becomes like the um the nose of the gun and it's the the dress, I suppose the shroud of mm, the shroud of uh ear a nuke whichever one it was specifically that we were sent to kill, uh mm-hmm. drapes over the gun, and then it's the ravenous heart that we get from oryx that is the gyroscope with a little uh blight inside of it mm-hmm. so it it brings the question is is ravenous heart is that literally oryx's heart is that a piece of darkness is that the a worm like it's Mm -hmm. it's several possibilities uh what we do know is based on its um uh, ability is that it will make you stronger at a cost of yourself it will eat at you to be stronger
0: Mm-hmm. And that yeah, essentially eats your
1: life yeah it that gives you power. That's essentially how the worm works. It eats and it makes you stronger, and if there's nothing for it to eat, it eats you, and there's also the um the other perk from it, which if you get three kills in quick su- succession, it
0: regenerates some of your health uh, to sort of balance that out um, mm-hmm that's yeah, that's the complete nature of a worm yeah. Um, you know the, the worm pact you know it'll take from you unless you satisfy its need of well, killing
1: <laughs> yeah we have we have evidence to suggest that it is actually an essence of oryx that we are infusing into the gun and through that it's oryx living on forever being an embodiment of sword logic we also have evidence that it could be something else it's Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of ways that it can go. It's all very, uh, I don't want to say it's very speculative because it's it's sort of more of this, which is the most logical when you really get to it. And there's just they're all pretty yeah. pretty logical.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so the, in the aftermath of this,
0: um, it kind of us taking down orcs created this vacuum of uh of power you know oryx was this the top of the food chain for the hive on um, this vast vast hive power and when he was down you know there was all this tithing and offering from the ascendants and the acolytes going to nothing and we cut kind of, we just walk away from that you know we don't take that that throne and toland is pretty mad about it you know, or at least surprised about it, and confused about it. Um, so it's who takes on that, who uh, fills that hole, will be interesting if that's a future um, down the road expansion or storyline. But
3: as one of my favorite grimoire lines, why mm-hmm. why are you leaving? <laughs> Which is
4: wait, where are you going? Where
3: are you going? What is that? It's uh... from the King's Fall. A uh, card yeah, right. um, in there the messages is. from Toland. The very where, last. Wait.
0: Where, where, where are you going? Where? No. Wait. Listen.
3: <laughs> and, then, and then he like goes on and on. And he's like, "Why? Why are you leaving?"
0: Mm-hmm. I, and then you fools, you disastrous, bumbling squanders.
1: <laughs> I've never seen that. Where Where could I find that?
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, it's actually at Ishtar collectivenet Collective uh, dot net slash cards uh, slash Kings Dash Ball oh hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's uh, just get
2: this over with.
0: <laughs> uh, that's good. But yeah, so that kind of you know there was a uh, April update that brought a little bit a, kind of an additional story to the Taken and, and the aftermath of oryx's fall. Uh, we're going to cover that a little bit in a little bit more detail in a future episode next week, right? Um. Yep, I believe next week. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. We forgot to.
4: Announce his uh, title.
0: Oh yeah, we can... We'll, we'll do that at the end. Well, that is the end. We can... True. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, that'll kind of wrap this up a little bit. Um, we will be getting a whole lot of uh, new info and story from The Rise of Iron, which drops... Will drop tomorrow, by the time this is released. And we are all excited about that and anxious about what's coming. Um, well, I
1: already know what's coming. Well,
2: yeah. everything sure. Already. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like
1: I've already played it. Sure. I, I like, I'm already three eighty. The rest late. of us are <laughs> like, it's cool. Excited. <laughs>
0: <Already there>. <laughs> <laughs> but we do have a, a little announcement, uh, for the, uh, destiny Lore cast. Um, some of you may, uh, be aware of, or i've heard of beta chieftain um he was you know he was on Ghost stories with me on the, from the beginning uh, but we wanted to announce that he is going to be taking on the role of kind of producer slash audio editor community manager so he'll kind of be helping out with us in the the background going forward He's he's been there yeah. the first couple of episodes um we just didn't talk about him yet
1: yeah <laughs> It was sort of uh, working out exactly what he would be, and uh, mm-hmm. just
0: because you don't hear
1: his voice, don't think that there's not any of him in in this in this podcast. Mm-hmm. There is going to be a lot of him. It's just not him talking.
2: He does more than I do. Yeah,
1: yeah, he's,
0: yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll be helping out with notes. He'll be helping out. You know, he'll do ninety nine point nine percent of the editing. Yeah. Um. What? He'll be on uh, Twitter. Yeah. A lot. So. Like, I'm just here because I
1: yeah, look pretty. Yeah, definitely a big
2: part of the team. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, obviously. Look, at me. I've seen you. I know. I post selfies all the time. All right, boys. So I know. All like... right,
0: boys. <laughs>
2: oh, oh, come on. <laughs> i
0: uh, Well, uh, for a sec, let us know uh, where everyone can find you again. Yeah. Oh,
3: sure. Or um, for the first time. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, if you want to find me, I'm on Twitter at purple PurpleChimera. Um, you can find all my summaries at ishtar-collective.net and you can also follow Ishtar <laughs> on Twitter at Ishtar Cole, that's Ishtar C-O-L-L because mm-hmm. Ishtar Collective is too long for a Twitter handle. I love those
0: character restrictions. <sighs> <sighs> Man, I can't believe we went this long without mentioning Ishtar Collective. Yeah, yeah it's I know.
1: Crazy. <laughs> Wait, we have...
0: Having- now. Uh- Sorry. Is there is there any actual reason why we should follow
1: Ishtar
3: Cole? Well, Baxter? we do a lot of, um, we post a lot of fun quotes. Um, mm-hmm. Every Monday we do a Mystery Monday. So if you have a mystery, you have a question about what's going on in the lore, something you're, you don't understand, let us know. We don't know the answer. We'll tweet it out and hopefully other people can give their input. Um, so it's a little fun thing we do. and. Huh we also announce fun things like when we launched the transcripts uh, a couple months ago we kind of teased it on twitter first before we launched mm-hmm. them so it's a mm-hmm. fun mm-hmm. place to keep your eye out for upcoming yeah. Ic- ic- things
1: yeah is there any is there any other like uh like fun people that sort of like bounce off of what you do on twitter
3: <laughs> occasionally <laughs> we get some feedback yeah yeah. Like any every a, once any any so well. any any
1: quoted tweets that are like super funny and awesome. Uh, <laughs>
3: you'd have to look on our Twitter feed.
0: <laughs> you'd um, have to you'd have to retweet them. Do, do you show uh, blocked accounts <laughs> on your Twitter <case? laughs> Okay,
1: well thank you thank you for all you do on Ishtar on Twitter on mm-hmm. everything. Definitely. And for being on this podcast with us tonight. Yeah, Thanks it was fun. Yeah, cool. I had a lot of fun. Somehow. I hope you did. <laughs> I
0: did. <laughs> this is uh quickly falling off the rails. So uh, we're going to. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! There are rails. <laughs> that's that's how far we've gotten. <laughs> that's the first I heard of uh, rails. Uh, just uh, probably shouldn't send us any feedback on this episode. But for future episodes, if you want to send us feedback, you can hit us up on Twitter. Um, it's at Destiny Lorecast, or you can email us at destinylorecast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at handsomedragon, and these O's are zeros. Mm-hmm. Um, Anon, where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter at a n o n
1: p i g, and uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's pretty much it. That's that's all I do now tweet mm-hmm. i do yeah. this and if you think if you have can find complaints. me on this podcast
0: if you have any complaints mike where can they uh, hit you up on twitter <laughs> they can't
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like i'll never tell you <laughs> or if they want to see your selfies where can they find them
2: if you want to if you want to see me <laughs> arguing with uh, pig over his flirting with Baxter every other day. You can find me at, at Mythos Mike <laughs> one word, on Twitter. We or, do not flirt. Yes, we you are do. D- Don't shoot me down. You know you do. We are in love.
1: There's no flirting <laughs> when you're in love. Yes, there is. <laughs> you
2: stay out of this.
1: I got my eye on you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh... And with that, ladies and gentlemen, I think we're going to be wrapping up the episode for this week. Thank you to everybody who's been supporting us over the past few uh, past few days with these few episodes that we've released. Again, we'll be back um, next week with another release, uh, either with uh, some more... Uh, not with Hopefully not with the story already with uh, Rise of Iron, but maybe something along the lines with uh, some of the more background lore of Destiny. So again, thank you everyone for listening, and we'll catch you again next time.
0: Hmm. Peace, have a good night.